Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, I got to. The, the text line is just a cooking right now. 780-496-0063. The Ashley Fine Floors text line. This text says, out of Edmonton, a legitimate health issue is one thing, but competitive imbalance is a reason to postpone. If that's the case, Detroit should have been kicked out of the league. Uh, Randy says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Talking about having to play taxi squad players as a reason not to play should have nothing to do whether they play or not. It is only whether the game can be played safely. If the Canucks can dress a roster where the players are safe to do so, then the game should be played. It's about safety, not competitive balance, says Randy. Haas says, Raptors got decimated by COVID. They still played as if they're affected by the virus. No one is making excuses. Uh, A different Randy says, my two cents is if they have a team, even if it's not their full team, and uh, and, and then they've uh, got to play. It's uh, not satisfying that they don't play because they don't want to give up the two points. Uh, different perspectives out there oh boy here we go here we go let's do it let's do it and then we'll get louis debrusque on former defenseman mark enough of this crap aren't already they aren't ready to play question mark is this because of uh, covid or because they're under the weather i assume it's because they're under the weather too bad if you get sick with the flu and have no energy you either play or you don't if they have to dress an incomplete roster tough you know what now for the bigger issue. At what point does the NHL realize their end date for the season is going to need to be moved? You can't have Edmonton going into playoffs needing to play four games in X amount and four or five nights against Vancouver. Well, it won't be four. Games which will be meaningless to the Canucks but end up exhausting Edmonton before the war of attrition that is the playoffs. At what point does the NHL going to realize the normality uh, won't return to the league for league play until 2022-23? The start of 2021-22 is going to need to be moved back as well. That's former defenseman Mark. So there's a range of uh, sort of opinion that's out there. Some might say it's a little bit lopsided. We're going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. We go to our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Louis DeBras joins us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Hi, Louis. How you doing? 
Doing well today, Bob. How are you? Uh, you, better than, than some other people, might have an appreciation for the challenges the Vancouver Canucks are faced with right now because your son, Jake, was on the COVID protocol list. His team... Uh, was uh, had had several players at one point on that list. Uh, they've gone through their run, though it wasn't as bad as what happened with Buffalo and New Jersey, uh, and now what we're seeing in Vancouver. These are pretty unique times, aren't they, Louis? Yeah, you know, there's just no question about it. I mean, these are strange times, and it's just it is what it is. You know, I don't think there's really uh, there isn't a real definitive answer to this because this is new for everyone. This is this is a situation that hasn't happened yet in the league in the NHL. So, I mean, this is a completely different year for everybody involved, and it continues to be. So, I, I think you know the message that you know we're getting from Dave Tippett, the Oilers. Obviously, they're concerned about themselves right now. There is empathy for the Vancouver Canucks, and I, I mean, I think they just got sick and tired of getting questions about Vancouver when they really don't understand the situation themselves. You can only have so much information about what's going on with another team before you say, hey, listen, we're going to prepare like we're playing tomorrow night and we'll take the news as it comes whether or not we're going to be playing or not. And that's all Edmonton can do. That can be difficult in itself, though, Bob, the uncertainty of not knowing what's going on. But as Dave Tippett said this morning, he said all season long, they've talked about this for the entire season that this was going to happen. Things like this were going to come up quickly. Things were going to change schedules are going to be different yes you don't have to like it but at the same time you just deal with it as it comes now on the topic of safety for vancouver i'll tell you this right now um there's you know there's players and coaches on that team that have had effects from this covid that have, have suffered through this and it's been a real trying time family members going back to your family being concerned for them um, it's been a crazy difficult time. JT Miller came out yesterday and was pretty vocal about the fact that he didn't feel that one skate in a morning skate after 23 days was, you know, adequate to really consider it safe to jump back on the ice and, and participate in, you know, NHL caliber hockey. And there's a part of me, I got to tell you, Bob, I agree with him. I do agree with him. On the same, saying that in the same sentence, though, where do you draw the line as being safe and you feel you're ready to play and not ready to play? Now, he didn't have COVID. He said that. He can't speak for the guys that have COVID. But I do certainly think that they're taking a long, hard look at this to make sure that they don't throw players back into a situation where if you're not 100% and you're playing at the speed of an Edmonton Oilers team that comes in that has been playing throughout this, although they've had some breaks, but they're relatively healthy and ready to go, um, what happens and, you know, um, your partner, my partner, Jack Michaels, and I talked about this as well. What happens if a guy goes down and has a serious injury right away? And they deem that that was because he wasn't quite ready to play. He wasn't quite in game shape. He wasn't quite as sharp as he should be. Um, then there's some real question marks there. But I do believe they should have enough players to put together to, to dress a lineup. And I know that some people have said if it's taxi squad members, if it's players that haven't had COVID, I do agree with that. If they're healthy and it's safe enough for them to play, then I agree they should play. But this is a real this is a real difficult thing. This is a real kind of 50-50 thing for me because I know that everybody said the safety of the players is number one. Well, we're going to find that out because – I got to tell you, I, I, as an ex-player, if I'm sitting here and I've been sitting at my home for 23 days and I just got back from battling a COVID and maybe had flu-like symptoms, okay, you jump in there, I'm sorry. Anybody that's had any type of flu understands that it takes some time to, to weather that and get back to full 
physical form, full mental form. Um, you're asking a lot. That's just unfortunately the situation we're in right now, and it'll be really interesting to see how they go forward with this. You know, there's, and we're getting different ranges. Some people think, no, they should just be shut down for, you know, the, the weekend and not play. And I understand that sentiment. Others are going to say, you know, Louis, I think back to the 2006 uh, Stanley Cup playoff run for the Oilers, round three against Anaheim. I don't know how many of our listeners know this, but the Oilers had a nasty virus run through the team. And mm-hmm. there were a lot of guys that were really sick. You just dealt with it back then, and it wasn't the same as COVID. I'm not saying it's, but they had That's multiple. That's the big difference, though, right? Is that we we're dealing with a, a global pandemic here, and we're we don't, and we don't, everybody's dealing with, right? And we don't, right? And we don't know. I mean, even Lou, you've got players. You know, Boston had a, I would call what Boston had a minor outbreak. What Anaheim right. had was a minor outbreak. Even what Montreal had, and they didn't play three games against the Oilers. To me, that was a minor. New Jersey, Buffalo, and now Vancouver. Those are bigger outbreaks. Philadelphia had a big. They had yeah. lots of. But even Dallas, those, the start of the year, right? And so, you know, you have never really recovered yet from it. No, and there's still people that think they're going to climb into the playoffs, and I'm like, well, they've lost two thirds of their games. You know, they've just got a lot of loser points. Go for it. Just to touch on one thing, sorry, Bob. You know, and I never followed up on that question you asked me about Boston. I will tell you this: as a parent that has a son that plays in the National Hockey League and had COVID, he missed two weeks. He had, I believe, two skates before he had a morning skate, and then he proceeded to play three and four nights. If, if I would be lying to you if I told you that I wasn't concerned, because I was very concerned. Right. I was very concerned for his health. I was very concerned for his lungs. I was very concerned with how he was going to deal with that. Yes, he said he had some struggles. Obviously, he was out of shape. I mean, it doesn't take that long to get out of game shape when you're a professional athlete and you're working every day at it. It's incredible how crummy you feel even after a few days off. Now, you can usually, as we used to say, blow that carbon out, get back into it, a couple skates, and you're right back into it. But 23 days is a different animal. Now, I know there's been guys that have been on the ice at times. They have had some skates. They've been in small groups. They had 10 yeah. players the one day. I get that. So, again, we're, we're gaining all this information day to day. All I'm saying is we just need to keep an open mind about this. I understand that it, it, there's, a, there's a want to get games played. There's a want to make sure that the league finishes the games. But at the same time, I truly do feel we have to tread carefully with this one. That, that's all I'm saying. Now, if they have enough players to dress a lineup, and they have enough players that are ready to go and feel safe to play, that's a decision that every individual player is going to have to make on their own. And I think now more than ever, a player will say, I'm not really feeling ready to play. Back in the day, that would have never happened. Back in the day, guys would have sucked it up and they would have played. It's a different time, and I understand that because we're dealing with something that I truly don't think we really understand. And we might think we do. We get all the information in the world. You know, but we truly don't really understand what's going on here. Nobody does. Anybody that says they do, they're lying, period. So I just think we have to kind of, we have to have some empathy for this. We have to tread this very carefully and just see what happens. And you know what? Listen, if it takes a few more days, then so be it. It takes a few more days. Yeah, well, and I mean, I don't know how ill Jake felt, uh, but I know some guys... He was lucky. He didn't have... He had some symptoms, but very minor. Same with Sean yeah. Corolli. And you know what? Listen, like, I heard Connor McDavid talk today about the fact that he was very fortunate that he didn't really suffer a lot of side effects from it. Yeah, some people have had pretty right. smooth recoveries, but do we Others really know? Haven't. Do we, Other, but do we really right. know, though? 
do we really know how what the residual effects are of this? Do we know down the road? Like, what what's the impact? And I know that these players are tested, uh, sure. which is great. They go through and get a, a heavy set of tests to come back, and they're going to keep an eye on that, as they should, because they're forced into a physical platform that, unlike somebody like myself coming back to work, I don't have to go and play 28 minutes or 30 minutes like Darnell Nurse. So, I mean, that's you're putting your body through an extreme pressure in that situation. So these are things that are entirely different that we can't comprehend. I'm sorry, as a person that sits at my desk and writes notes and looks online and does a little bit of a workout from time to time, it's completely different. So it has to be taken with a different grain of salt. And I know people are upset. People are saying this is a ploy. I don't really think so. I think that they're being honest. I think they're being honest and saying, listen, you know, we've, we've already put up with a lot to play this year, and now this is becoming even more difficult with the way this has gone through the team. We knew this was going to happen eventually, Bob. We knew that this was going to yeah. happen. So if we, if we look at this from the start of the season, we 100% knew that there were going to be a few teams that had to deal with this and had to deal with this in a big way. This is that one that's really put, you know, obviously some, some – some, uh, some uh, dents in the schedule and had some things that have to be changed. The Montreal, the one week, also made some changes. It's It's been a trying time, and I get that, but I think first and foremost, you have to have empathy for the players and the coaches and for the family members that have the COVID in BC and that are going through this, and hopefully everybody makes a full recovery, and then we'll worry about the hockey afterwards. See, all right, a couple things. Lou, I know, like, you, you know we talk college football a lot in the fall. They just shut guys down when they had it with most programs like and they only yep. have they only have a three to four month season depending upon the program we're talking about they just shut they're like no you're not playing you're done that's it you're done for the year so i mean that that generally was the way most programs dealt with players that had any sort of severity whatsoever with the uh with the virus the, the thing to me and i'd like to get the listeners thoughts on this and you can text us on our ashley fine floors text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three louie the two games this weekend to me it's there's such an easy solution so this is what i want people to chime in on i think they should just eliminate the four games they were going to play against ottawa screw it take those four games out ottawa ends up playing 52 vancouver plays 52 instead of 56 and that buys you uh, a timing mechanism to make up a, a couple of the other lost games because they still wanted the Canucks playing 19 and what was it 30 days or 31 days 31 I think yeah that's all right lot. so so now now you're in a situation where you're playing 15 over for the sake of argument 28 days instead of 19 over 31 uh, no, mass off on that but anyways you know what I'm saying here now you're dec- and I and just go by points percentage for the standings you did points percentage last year why can't you do that again this year so take the auto so I know Ottawa's played the most of any of the Canadian teams it means Ottawa's got the fewest games least uh, left so you end up with 52 games for Ottawa and Vancouver and everybody else in the Canadian division plays 56 is that mm-hmm. is that too simple is that a stupid uh, solution or what do you think? I think the only argument would be if Vancouver is close to getting into the playoffs at the end of that, they're going to say they didn't have a, a four more games to make up points to potentially be in a spot. That's the only thing that would backfire from from my early take on what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but this is a team that still thinks they can get in there, remember. This is a team that's not going to – that's sitting there – and, I mean, it's going to be a monumental effort to get in there. It really is with what they're dealing with and the fact that they're not going to be 100% healthy, regardless of how good they feel going back into the lineup. When you take that much time off, 
I'm sorry, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time to get back up to, you know, full capacity. And they may never throughout the course of the season. Honestly, that truthfully could be what happens with them. But, you know, from for the integrity part of the game, though, uh, do you want guys just rolling out on the ice and going through the motions and playing at 50%? I don't know. I just, there's a lot of moving parts here that for me, and I, and I, and I get it. I know that people want to just, we knew this was going to happen. We knew teams were going to have to deal with this. This was going to be part of the difficulty of winning the Stanley Cup this year. Winning your division this year is dealing with these variables. 100% this is going to impact it, and it has impacted it. So not that it's going to. It already has immensely impacted a lot of games and a lot of standings throughout the league in different divisions. So this is part of it. We all have to deal with it. But all I'm saying is just in this one case, I would I would hate to see them force a team to go on the ice and play and have something happen in that game or happen a couple days later where it could have maybe been prevented. It's, it's a fine line. That's all I'm saying. I, yep. I know there's going to be views on either side of it, Bob. I understand that. For me, having a kid that just went through it, I'm telling you, when I found out he had COVID, I was nervous. I didn't like it. Yep. I was like, okay, listen, is he going to be one of the 1% that has a problem with this? Is he going to be one of the people that has some real difficulty time getting past this? These are the things you think about as a parent. This is the, these are the things you think about as a human being on this planet right now. You never really know. Now, I know some people are going to, you know, wash that away and say, whatever, you're over-exaggerating, whatever. So let me be an over-exaggerator. I don't care. It was my son. He had it. I was concerned. And when he came back, I was concerned as well, too. So wow. um, I think that most parents would feel that way, and I'm no different. I'm watching all the criticism on Taylor Hall this year, and I'm thinking, I, you know, my guess is he tried to rush back and help out Ralph Kruger, brought him into Buffalo. He doesn't look right to me. He hasn't looked yeah. right. He, he, and he got off, right, got off to a decent start. This text comes in saying, Bob, if uh, we go to percentage points, do the Oilers lose a third-round pick again and have to play in series due to percentage points? That's, <laughs> that's a tough. All right, very quickly, uh, yeah. you talked about when you played. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, we found out today, will not play this weekend. And again, right, right now, Louie, i got to tell you, I'm leaning to the Oilers only playing one game this weekend, and it's going to be in Winnipeg. That's the way I see this going. doesn't you know, mean I'm going to be I'm, right. I'm feeling the same way. I'm, I'm feeling like, listen, we're, 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 I'm prepared to do the game tomorrow night. It'll be great if the game does go forward. But again, it, it's entirely going to be decided upon what happens in Vancouver today and how they truly feel if it's, if they're capable of going forward. Unfortunately for Edmonton, they're out there in that holding pattern again, which they've been a couple of times now. And that sucks. But listen. Um, everybody's dealing with situations in this league right now, and they just they just have to continue to prepare and worry about themselves being ready to go when that time comes. Um, yeah, you know, like for me, I you know, I, I just think that there, it's going to be very difficult for them to play the game tomorrow night, but we'll see. Ryan Nugent Hopkins dealing with uh, yeah, we're assuming it's an upper body, and and there's one well, back back to when you played, strap an aspirin to it, and guys. Yeah. You know, Right? Like, there was not a lot of understanding with concussions, Louie, in the late 80s, early 90s. Hey, We've I'm come a long way. As it gets. I am, honestly. Listen, I love old-time hockey, old-school hockey. I love the scraps. I like the physicality. I like all that. And I have the utmost respect for the generations before me and now the, the generations that are going to come after and how they play the game. I always have. And, you know, I've, I've had to change my thinking on a lot of things, too. And it's the way the game's progressed, and I do believe for the good. Um, and this is one of those areas for me that's a no-brainer. I mean, listen, we, I, we, we reviewed and showed the shot. 
Um, he ran right into Thomas Shabbat's shoulder and caught him right on the chin. And you know what? When your body weight, when you're moving forward, you're over 200 pounds yeah. moving. It, you, that's like taking a Mike Tyson right hand to the chin. He took it pretty well, I will add. But anytime you're dealing with a head injury, you can't mess around. Now, this no, could be no head, rush. jaw, neck. It could be vision. Who knows? It, it, whatever it is, you need to take the time that's necessary to make sure you're 100% clear and you're ready to go. And, and I would say that to any player. Your health is always more important, especially your brain health is always more important than any game you're going to play. Old school thinking doesn't think that way. I get it. You friggin' went out there and you played no matter what was going on. But as we know today, the knowledge we have today makes us understand that this is the right call. And uh, listen, they're going to need Ryan Nugent Hopkins a lot down the stretch, and they're going to certainly need him in a big way in the playoffs. He's a huge piece of this team. He does a lot, plays different positions. There's a huge holder missing when Ryan Nugent Hopkins is not in the lineup, and there's going to have to be guys that step up to fill it. Great stuff, Louie. Appreciate your time. All right. Take care. From NHL Hockey and Rogers, that is Louis DeBrusque. Yolanda texts the show to say he's always enjoy listening to Louis and his voice of reason. Uh, Dollar Bill says the NHL should feel blessed that they're even playing hockey and you can never be careful enough. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. It's 1253. In two minutes, we'll come back with NHL today for elite promotional marketing and the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown injury lawyers. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. And so we wait as we head off to NHL today. At 12.56, it is presented by Elite Promotional Marketing, company-branded PPE available, including logoed masks, all graded in-house. Visit ElitePromoMarketing.com. Elite Promo Marketing, Edmonton owned and operated and back at the 630 Chad Studios. Here's Brendan Escott. Nine games around the league tonight. Toronto hosting Winnipeg is your Canadian content. Uh, the Leafs also signed 2020 first round pick Rodion Amirov to a three-year entry-level contract this morning. 19-year-old has been playing in the KHL. Marc-Andre Fleury passed Eddie Belfour for fourth on the all-time goaltending wins list with his 485th last night. Four more and he'll tie Roberto Lawan go for third. After beating Colorado 6-2 on Tuesday night, Bakersfield lost in the second half of that back-to-back set by that same score, 6-2. Raphael Lavoie, his third goal in his last four games. Tyler Benson and Ryan McLeod each notching assists. They're back in action tomorrow night, I believe. Edmonton Oil Kings have uh, three games and four nights beginning against Lethbridge tonight following a rescheduling. Saturday, they're back home at the Downtown Community Arena Sunday in Lethbridge. At 12-1, you Oil Kings have the league's top point percentage right now. To the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. For every goal the Oilers score, James H. Brown donates $100 to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. As we uh, opened up with today, Dave Tippett informing us that Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, will not play this weekend. So we're not sure what's going to happen with Vancouver on Friday. The Oilers were supposed to be on uh, in Winnipeg on Saturday. RNH is out. Elsewhere around the league, here's Brendan Escott. Uh, Austin Matthews out tonight for that all-too-important game against Winnipeg. He's uh, nursing that same wrist injury that bothered him earlier this year. And Avs goaltender Philip Grubauer will miss at least two weeks after hitting the COVID list. Devin Dubnik was acquired at the trade deadline, fortunately for them, and he did win his debut last night for Colorado. 
12.58 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, Kevin Weeks for Canadian Power Pack from the NHL Network at 105 when we return in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.